This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome, David, and everybody to Random Movie Generator. It's a new week, and it's a new week. How are you? Not bad, sir. Absolutely raring to go. Very much for some uh, cinematic chitter-chatter, pitter-patter. Yeah, you up for it this week? I am. I'm, I'm, the temperature in the lounge is up and down. I don't know whether to take my jacket on or off. So I'm going for sort of Paula Abdul look with my... Um, Jacket over my shoulders at the moment. What type the hell of vibe. are you wearing? Oh, this is a a. Um, I don't usually wear this. It was a bit of a mistake purchasing this, and I was actually having my jacket up, but it's a bit on the hot side. But it's a Harrison Ford T-shirt, and um, it's a uh, sort of a mosaic design of Harrison's different appearances through the years. I purchased it, and um, I never wear it outside the flat because it's a bit of an odd one. It's turned into sort of like um, a PJ's top, but it's my wash, as in pyjamas top. But um, most of my shirts are in the wash this week, so I've donned it, and um, I wasn't expecting it to really be on the Zoom camera. It was a bit of a uh, consumer mistake. I saw it, I liked it, and um, it's just too much. I disagree. Can we have just a slightly... Better look at it. I mean, it's, it seems slightly unfair if you're not. If you, there we go. So lots of Harrison Ford faces. Quite, can you stretch it down a bit? So what I'm looking at, I'm looking at Harrison Ford. Can you just stand up just a touch? Look at Harrison Ford as Han Solo. Harrison Ford as an older. Oh, there's Harrison Ford like Patreon Games. Yes, it is Patreon Games. I never noticed that. Indiana Jones is by my uh, armpit. Mosquito Coast there. Um, That's a bit weird, having Indiana Jones from Mosquito Coast on your shoulder. I know, it's bizarre. And also, <laughs> you would have thought Indiana Jones would be a more central focus, but instead it's just hovering under my armpit, which is a bit of an anticlimax. But it's just a, a bit too much. I, it looks as though it's like a Harrison Ford acid trip. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not quite... It just looks a bit... I'd um, love to see you strut down Chichester High Street wearing that. I know. I mean, when I saw it, I just thought, oh, well, that's great. That, that, that's brilliant. I'm going to have that on my chest. Do you know what I mean? And then when I got it and I opened it, I just thought, too much. Too is much. Is this stretchy people. material? It is a bizarre material. It's almost like a sort of silk kind of um, material. I don't know, sort of like, um, I don't know what you would describe it as the sort of silky material a bicyclist would, uh, would wear. 
A bicyclist? Yeah. That's not a word, is it? Cyclist? A cyclist, not a bicyclist. A cyclist. <laughs> yeah. It's like that silky yeah. onesie that an Olympic cyclist would uh, would don. So the material wasn't what I expected. And um, there's one photo of him where he's just an OAP somewhere. And he's just like, well, that's On not... your back? Yes. Sort of looking quite kind of... Um, he was interviewed recently for the Indiana Jones fight. What about the T-shirt? Um... How do you mean? What about the t-shirt? Kind of. No, was he interviewed about the t-shirt? He wasn't interviewed about the t-shirt. I don't think he had any involvement with the t-shirt at all. <laughs> I don't think so. I either. think he'd be shocked by it as well. Because <laughs> I think the general craftsmanship is very much um, someone's designed it in their bedroom and then made it in their kitchen and then. Was this it to an me. online purchase? It was very much an online purchase. And um, when I when I bought it, there was no question. The finger just hit the old um, click on the old mouse button, and it was sent to my um, my dwellings ASAP. And as soon as I chucked it on, I looked at it. I just thought, don't like the material, and it's just over the top madness. It's nice. Yeah. The old silk uh, material is nice in bed, though. It's got to be it? said. Yeah, absolutely. Snug is it as a long rug. t-shirt so it covers your bottom? Or no, I've got to wear some PJ uh, bottoms alongside it. So I've had to improvise, add another um, element alongside the actual Harrison Ford t-shirt. Yeah, it, it's weird. Uh, what I find quite weird about it is that there's pictures of Harrison in his later years on your on your chest. I know, which wasn't what I was You'd expecting. You think it would be him in his prime, but oh, so, so. just Harrison in the eighties and early nineties. But you've got some photos there that look like family vacation snaps. <laughs> like he's yeah, going I to do. his son's graduation or something. It's just like, why did you select that? Yeah. And then you've got Indiana Jones and just half of his face, as I said, hovering under my armpit. And it's just like, strange. Well, David, uh, welcome. Sorry, I just had to focus on that. I guess if I was wearing like a... I don't know, rock Timothy Dalton t-shirt, you'd be like, what the fuck are you wearing there? I mean, that's why I don't wear it out of the flat, because it's just too much. I think it's just, I think anyone who looks at it would be overly stimulated, do you know what I mean? Trying to get their head around it. Yeah. <clears throat> did you watch a movie last night? I did. I watched two films yesterday, if you can believe it. I watched um, the new, um, uh, The Flash DC comic movie where um, Michael Keaton returns as the Batman type of thing. And when it was first shown at uh, the cinema convention in Las Vegas, everyone hailed it as one of the greatest um, superhero films ever. I certainly wouldn't say that. I'd say it's better than your average DC film. It's better than the, than the uh, first cut of the justice league and Aquaman, but um, it's not, amazing um it reminded me of superman's richard donner when it was good it had that sort of broad kind of humor that richard donner's superman had in the late 70s which was a nice element um and and special effects are good in places but sometimes it felt very much like a video game whereby you're just going platform action sequence to platform action sequence michael keaton is good as batman but i tell you one thing that really hit me was seeing Michael Keaton's 80s Batman return in a modern-style CGI-saturated blockbuster, it does make you realise that these CGI superhero films have lost their charm of what we had in the late 70s and early 80s. Seeing the Batwing again, but like moving around with CGI video game cinematography, it's not as good as like the little models and the animatronics and the carefully storyboarded sequences of Tim Burton in the 80s 
you do get the vibe that you lose something. I don't know if it's just an old man whining. I mean, it is good, The Flash, don't get me wrong, but I wasn't... Uh, I think it's an old man whining. I think it is. A, a Jeremy Clarkson sat there just tutting his head. I think it head. is, because I can't imagine like a 12-year-old going, oh, give me what they were watching in the 70s. No, I can't imagine I can't that see either. That. No. It's an old man just pining for his nostalgic past. Massively so. Hence the T-shirt. Hence the T-shirt <laughs> of a grey <Yeah>. Harrison Ford. <laughs> and that's why I don't want to wear it outside the flap, because it reveals too much of my psyche to the general public. Yeah. Trying to yeah. Keep so it how hidden. many choc ices out of five will you give I would uh, give it. Um, I would give it 3.5 in the sense that, um, you know... There are elements. It's a lot more character development focused. Whereas I, um, last week I saw Transformers and there's zero character development there. At least with The Flash, you do have a character arc. And it has got Back to the Future elements to it as well. You know, the idea of changing timelines, parallel universes, things in that vein. Um, not that Back to the Future is parallel universes. So, did you machine. watch this at the cinema? Yes, absolutely. Well, you watched another film at the cinema. Um, sorry, so I watched one Thursday night and one last night. Well, Thursday night on your Todd or with Ryan? Uh, on my Todd. Um, I not w- sweeties on a Thursday night? No, absolutely not. Really? Fresh from work, and I if I didn't uh, run straight in, I would have missed the showing. God, imagine you going to cinema fresh from work on a Thursday. I imagine you're drive there, out the car, into the cinema, thank you, into watch it, go home, sleep, work again. Absolutely, man. And is there any pleasure on a Thursday night cinema trip? No, not really. I wanted to watch it because I know next week is Asteroid City, the new Wes Anderson film. And then also you've got um, the other new film starring Jennifer Lawrence. I can't remember the name, but it's a classic kind of like um, comedy style from the 90s, like an adult comedy. Almost a bit like there's something about Mary where she's got to try and uh, lose uh, a young man's virginity because she's paid by his parents because they wanted to lose his virginity before college. You know that classic kind of Farley Brothers 90s style comedy that's trying to bring that back into the cinema? That comes out next week. I wish I could remember the name. It's so crap that I can't. But um, so there's a lot coming out and I knew... Uh, if I didn't watch that, um, The Flash this week, there's no way I'd, I'd, I'd actually better watch it um, this week. No Hard Feelings is a new Jennifer Lawrence film that comes out next week. So there's loads coming out. They say that this summer it's too crowded with films. It's going to become too competitive. Can I get an image of you going to the cinema on a Thursday night? So you get out your car and you str- you walk at pace to the cinema. You go in, you get your ticket. Maybe you say hello to an usher, you sit down. Can can we hear what that looks like? Almost like you're an impatient kind of well, I had job a, done. I had a nightmare as soon as I got to the counter because my Cineworld card didn't work. So well, that can, immediately... we hear, can we hear this all? Right. Um, just one for the flash, please, at um, the uh, the 5.30 showing. Thank you. Would you like any sweets or anything? Um, no, thank you. Straight to the um, straight to the flash would be ideal. No, 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 uh, no confectionery today. Thank you very much. Oh, why? Um, just I want to make sure I see the trailers and um, just want to get As my you seats. Normally have I, I see you here on Fridays and you eat a lot of sweets. And it's a Thursday. You know, Friday is my sweetie day. Thursday is my. Um, this is. A, I'm a bit out of my routine as it is. But it's a you know it's a busy marketplace because it's the summer now and I want to make sure. You seem out of breath. I am out of breath because I've had to do like a um, not exactly a sprint or a jog but something in the middle to get me here on time. And you seem impatient with me. 
because you seem to be scanning my Cineworld card, it doesn't. My information doesn't seem to be coming up on the screen. Which you're is much more relaxed on a Friday when you're with your friend. I know, absolutely. It's just Jekyll and Hyde. It really is. I'm like any human being. I'm a cocktail of different personalities. And uh, <laughs> okay, there's your ticket. Thank you. Greatly appreciated. Thank you for that. Take care of a nice evening. Thanks for meeting me halfway. <laughs> Thank you very much. I like the idea of you running off to the cinema screen. Absolutely, and then straight home under the duvet with my Harrison Ford t-shirt and really. Did you enjoy the movie, Mr. Edwards? Um, oh God, I always say to everyone, mixed bag. I've noticed that. It's like Do I was, you? Yeah, I always. I think if you listen to the reviews here, I always say, "Oh, it was a mixed bag." It's like my lazy fall to that I always, and when I say it, I always just think, well, that's not, a, that's a lazy description or review. But it's a case of, you can see why some people got a bit excited about it, but ultimately, um, because it, there's a lot more character development there. It's interesting uh, with his parents. It's got a Back to the Future vibe, and they do reference Back to the Future a lot. Sorry, in what it. did you watch on the Thursday? Sorry, David. The Flash. And what did you watch last night then? I watched The Greatest Days. Greatest Day or Greatest Days? Greatest Day. It is because um, Ryan wanted to watch it. He didn't want to watch The Flash. And it's basically. But you'd seen The Flash. I'd seen The Flash on the Thursday. Would you have watched it again? Uh, the Flash. Yeah. No. That would be enough. Because the only reason I went to see it on the Thursdays, I knew I wouldn't be able to see it on the Friday because he wanted to watch Greatest Days. And how were you when he put his foot down? Um, I was like, you've got to meet him halfway. Because, I mean, I was interested as well. It's basically Mamma Mia, but instead of ABBA, it's Take That. And he's got... Is it? Yes. The Greatest Days. The Greatest Days. And I was grabbed by it as well. And it's got a very impressive female cast. It's... uh, Is it Aisling or Ailing B? The Irish... Ashling. Ashling B, sorry. And it's got... um, Ashling's in it. Yeah, Alice Lowe is in it. Uh, Jade, I can't remember her surname, is in it. And Mark Wilm... Oh, is it Wool? Smart Wool. Who's Mark Wool? Terrible. He's a well-known guy. Mark Wool. Um, British comic. Uh, he's very well-known. Oh, no, Mark not... Wooden. Yes, absolutely, isn't it? Jade's uh, in it. Yes, Jade is in it. Um, Mark Wooden's J- uh, in it. Jade oh, Adams. Jade is Ad- in it. Yeah, Jade Adams. Absolutely. What? I've never heard of that. Is it good? Um, I would basically say, for me, there were some good elements within it, but I would say, um, they were very good. The performances were extremely good. Do you know what? It really was a bizarre experience because there are music sequences in it, which aren't really well executed, whereby it feels almost like, um, it's a carpet commercial during the day whereby it's not brilliantly edited or put together it's almost as though the budget was um the production and aspired to more than the budget would allow them to meet it's not perfectly executed it's not great but there were moments with the take that music where the nostalgia was so intense and the female cast was so strong that i had crocodile tears in cinema did you I do you think it went down well? I think with think, a, a very specific audience, yeah, um, it would go down well. Yeah, yeah, men, absolutely. Women. I think with the right one, but it's could it, this be the greatest day of our lives? Oh, you have so that, goes, and they're all singing to them because they're, they're wandering through like a Spanish town, 
and all the locals are singing to him. There's like a guy in a taxi. This could be the greatest day of your life. And he drives off in his taxi. There's some there's some great moments in it, but it, I mean, it's not for me to say. It's very critical, but it's almost like perhaps there was a million love songs later. Did they do that? Basically, Ryan looked at me at the end. I hate that song. I was in tears when he looked over to me with the credits rolled, and I had to apologise to him afterwards. It was really embarrassing. I had to hold it back. For some reason... You were crying. I was crying. But it was poorly produced in places. It's not... Hang on, what got you at the end that made you cry? Um, they're all... The whole thing, I think it was just constantly being triggered by all these classic Take That tracks. Does it make me cry? I think it might. It's it's very hard because I ca- I can't I can't stress enough there are some production decisions in the film which are really quite poorly handled but for some reason because you've got all these you've got a likable cast and very nostalgic music it just seriously trick a part of my brain but there's some really poor production value yeah I know you keep slagging it off but. It flicked your button. Yes, it did, yeah. And it felt like it flicked my button like a Clockwork Orange film in the sense that it was almost like it was a science experiment whereby um, a finger, like they'd taken the top of my skull off and they were putting electrodes into a certain lobe in my head. I felt like a robot whose buttons were being turned on and off because I was constantly saying to myself, well, Dave, there are issues with this, this film. Like I said to him when I had, tears in my eyes i said to him i'm sorry about this because i know it's a poorly produced production but it seems did to have you? touched me why yes. did you have to, why did you have to slag it off i don't know because um y- you want there to be logic when you start crying in public and i haven't done that for a long long time what did brian did brian say it's all right it's okay um, at first he said, no, 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 I found it quite emotional at times. And then when I was having to dab my eyes down the napkin, you could tell he was embarrassed. David, if this has done this, if that, if this film has had that experience on you, this is going to be massive, this film, I reckon. Thing is, I don't think so, because I think it's been released at a very bad time. I think it's ridiculous that they've released it now in, in June. Yeah, but do you not think it'll find its audience? It will do, because it's been produced by Amazon, so it'll find its audience video streaming. People are going to love it. That People are going to love it. People don't care about production value. They don't, no one gives a shit apart from nerdies. But, I mean, there's like a dance sequence in a kitchen, and it's like the main young girl in the dance sequence, you can tell that they need to do a third or fourth take. She's not even in rhythm with the rest of the actual dancers. Audience review. I really didn't think I would, but I loved it. I saw it through my care work with a client and glad I went into it, not having read a critic review. I was expecting it. Exactly the critics are going to be going, my mum would love it. Most mums will love it. Amazing. You laugh, you cry, and so many memories. That's what this person says here, David. So many memories. Oh, God, it was a nostalgia rush. As you hear the music and songs made by the fabulous Take That, plus lots to think about, the value of friendship, how short and how long it lasts. There's one scene where their young self visits them and gives them a hug whilst they're singing Take That to each other. And that may be tearful as well. I mean, how pathetic is that? But it really touched me in a big way. So it's your young self returning to you to give yourself a hug, 
just say it's all right and then you sing a Gary Barlow ballad. What does Empire say? Uh, two stars. Not happy. Not a- but the thing is, look, they said like um, they one thing they criticised was there's a dance sequence, a smile outside an easy jet plane, and it is true that it is a poorly executed uh, music sequence. Do you know what I mean? It feels like um, do you know like Saturday Night Takeaway? If they like make someone's dream come true, and they say we're going to get you and your mates. Oh to- yeah, it-, it looks and feels like that. But, um, yeah, it did. It hit a button for me. You know, I'd be like, well, I was in tears, and I haven't been in tears for years. For crying out loud. I haven't been in tears for, for years, years, but I was with you. But I was with you. I haven't been in tears for years, but I was with you. Okay. Do you know what? I can't wait to hear how many chalk ices you're going to give this. I haven't got a clue. David, how many chalk ices out of five are you going to give The Greatest Days? It's a schizophrenic experience because there's a part of me that would give it five and there's another part of me that agrees with Empire. Because I was in tears. I haven't been in tears for years, tears for years, but I was with you. Carry on. Um, so it's like a schizophrenic experience, but it was like they weren't tears that I was happy to go with because I guess I felt um, manipulated. Simple as that. Yeah, yeah. I love being manipulated. I guess so. I wanted another cry when I left the bathroom afterwards. I thought, am I going to cry again? It really rattled me. Really rattled me. The the fact you went through this, I really want to go. I love being manipulated. Well, I mean, it'll be interesting because, as I say, just repeat my words, but it's a case of... I haven't been been in tears for years. Tears for years. But I was with you. Yeah, he was very embarrassed afterwards, Ryan, when I started crying. Was he? Yeah, I had to apologise later on in McDonald's, and he kept saying it's fine. I said it's not fine. No, you didn't. Yeah, because I started crying. Why did you apologise? What did you say when you apologised? Um, yeah, sorry about that, mate. That was a bit over the top, wasn't it? I think it just, you know, brought up a lot of memories. And he said, no, oh, it's fine. You don't have to apologise. Don't, don't keep going on about it. Because it is a bit ridiculous, isn't it? And then I wandered into the foyer, and I thought, are you going to start crying again? Because I haven't been in tears for years, tears for years, but I was with you. One thing I thought was a bit lazy was um, the Take That cameo. They don't, or I don't want to give it away actually because it's a bit of a spoiler, but. um, I really want to see this film, it sounds amazing. I don't know, you'll you'll look at it and you'll just think that I need counselling. You'll just think, oh, he just needs therapy. No, I think it'll get me. I'm trying to think of the songs though that, um, like ten, ten I like the greatest day. It's, it could be here. I can't even remember the, uh, the song. Got the greatest day. I can't remember the song. They got babe, babe. It's me again, me again. Pray. All I do each night is pray. Oh, I hate that. And then what else have you got? Um, need a little patience. Mm, not sure I like any of those. Um, yeah, all of them are just really, I mean, just 
just a big deal for me. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, you know, every single slice of it. I, I was expecting it to be a bit more like bridesmaids at times type of thing. That style right. of humour. I think the trailer aspired more to it. But they're a very likeable cast. And a- Ashling B is very, very good. Do you know what I mean? You can get on board with her 24-7. And Jade Adams is extremely good. Alice Lowe, obviously. The other actress, I didn't recognise her, but she was very, very good in that. And Mark Woolitz, obviously, um, incredible. Yes, he got a good British... Water, not wool. God almighty. Today this could be the the greatest greatest day of our our lives. Yeah, I mean, you play this at the end of the film, I'll be crying. Because they're all marching down a street and they all come out and start dancing together. Absolutely, just... all ends before we find out of time. And also, what's the classic Stay song? Stay close to me. me. Stay close yeah. to me. What's the classic song that Gary Barlow did um, as Take That um, came to an end? It was a case of one day this will be someone else's dream. Yeah, it was like the final kind of song they did before they split up, and obviously they got back together Thank later. You. How long is this section? We've done 25 minutes. Oh we haven't my even done... goodness. That's, t- that's the power hell. of take that. But... Do you know what, right? I had to edit one of the episodes recently. It was like, with the patron, it was like nearly two hours long. It did my fucking head in. Yeah, sorry, pal. Let's get going, amigo. Let's get things <laughs> no, going. No, it's, it's my fault because I could do an hour on <laughs> this, this movie, to be honest. It's, it's an interesting one, definitely. It was interesting, um, Ashlyn B was down a script editor, so I think she was involved with elements of the script, which I think you could tell, you could see her influence at times. There were some amusing moments, like when they're in the, in a prison cell at one moment. So there are some good aspects in there, certainly. Stay close, close to, to me. me. I'm trying to think of that song where, um, so this is bad podcasting, isn't it? Try to think of a name for a song. So what are you going to give it? You have to choose one. A, a, uh, you can't you can't go oh schizophrenic five to no what are you going to give this how many truck ices out of five for the greatest days I give it um, three three out of five <laughs> simple as that because when you see it you'll know what I mean yeah I you know of course. You know of course it's not like I'm being snoopy there were some bad production decisions in there yeah. it's like sometimes even like some of their costumes I was looking at them thinking what is this it's almost as though they didn't have the production budget budget to meet their ambitions and also the take that cameo I thought was a bit lazy do you know what I mean because um I want a real Barlow moment and I want him to appear more than once yeah you want a Barlow moment what's a Barlow moment well you know he's such a warm nice chap isn't he you know is he well apparently um well, God, I don't want to spread any bad vibes or anything. I mean, he's, he's good at dodging tax. A lot of people made... <laughs> lots of people made that reference in reviews for some reason, which doesn't make him a nasty person, does it? It doesn't mean he kicks his cat and doesn't give... Um, and ignores his daughter in, while he has breakfast. Not that I don't, he has a daughter, I don't know. But he always comes over as too good to be true, doesn't he, Barlow? It's like in the 90s, it was all Robbie. Now they're Listen, more mature. you don't get to the top without being incredibly driven. Absolutely. Barlow is driven. Oh, massively. He was like uh, going to like men's clubs in when he was 17, oh, wasn't right. he? With his Casio okay. keyboard. Oh, I see what you mean. I oh, you no, nothing inappropriate. <laughs> and if he did, why not? I'd, I'd open the door for him and pat him on the back and say, you know, we live in politically correct times. Get involved. Just be safe. Yeah. Right. 
Okay, so thank you so much, David, for this week's What You Been Up To. Absolutely, sir. And that'll be my recommendation as well, Greatest Days, definitely. Okay. Well, let's rattle through this. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) David Edwards So, David, what's this? Hello, Mandy. Yeah, good, thank you. Yes, I thought so. Yeah. Okay, so... She likes to leave mind bombs up, in my why head. Why aren't you... Why, aren't, why don't you two look at each other now? Because I know she's just trying to use you to get to me. You're, you're like um, a toxic puppet that she's using, pulling your strings, you know... Um, she doesn't talk to me. She talks to me through you. No, she likes me for who I am. She's not using me to get to you. She enjoys being with me. She uses you like a Ouija board just to communicate to me, in an e- like an evil witch. She just said, stick your foot in your mouth. I've, I will do, and then I'll give it a chew. I quite like the taste of my foot. It's quite cheesy, thank you. There, have some of that. She said, yeah, I know. Well, you shouldn't ask me to put my foot in your mouth or in your grill, whatever it is. You ask to have it there, and I put it there. Simple as that. So, what is this week's movie review? I cannot remember, David. Um, Oh, is it another Western? It is. It's Sam Peckinpah, and it is um, The Wild Bunch. Uh, a classic Sam Peckinpah film that I've never actually seen. And um, it's a very different style. It came out in 69, just before the 70s, and very different style of Western compared to the other Westerns I- I've seen beforehand. Um, very in a good way? Um, yeah, I think I enjoyed it. Apparently John Wayne didn't. He found it too gritty and intense because it is, it's very violent. Is it? Uh, yeah, Wild West is usually an all-boys all kind of escapist adventure, isn't it? But this one is very violent. Lots of intense slow-mo shots. When someone gets shot, you really feel it, almost like a war movie. It's almost like, you know, if you were in the Wild West and people were just, like, shooting off bullets left, right, and centre, and you got one in the kneecap, this was this is what it would look like. At the same time, it's got those kind of early John Ford... John Wayne, big sweeping panoramic shots of like the Wild West and things in that How vein. How do you know early John Ford, John Wayne films? I've only had a taste with things like The Searchers in the 50s and Stagecoach in the 30s when I did my um, film A-level and stuff like that. Right. But, um, so it's got those elements about it, sort of close-up spaghetti western shots to create intensity and panoramic shots of like the um, the landscape, but lots of intense slow-mo, gritty, very based in reality violence. And it's about a, a gang of bank robbers, and they're doing one last uh, job before they Ooh, retire. Lovely, lovely. and. Um, there's lots of good moral questions in there as well that keep the narrative moving. You know, do you look after yourself or do you look after the gang type of thing? You know, do you look after each other as a team or do you, you know, are there any morals in the Wild West or is it just about looking after your own back? Because that bank robbery goes wrong and some bounty hunters go hunting for them. Um, so there's a good elements there, certainly. I would say 
um, I don't know if it's this because it's the late late sixties, early seventies, and it's a different style of movie viewing. But the second act did drag for me. There were some dialogue. Always scenes. does. I know. I think it's more down to me than anyone else. Maybe. Do you know what I mean? It does, doesn't it? You keep saying that every week. The second act, and it's usually these these earlier films whereby the dialogue scenes go on a bit too long. It's like I get the plot. Let's move on. Let's start moving on in the right direction. I lost your. Um mojo concentration my cinematic mojo my concentration i watched only two sittings tiktok generation tiktok generation 100 100 do you know the other thing i'd say about it and i don't really usually i'm not usually really aware of these elements which isn't really doesn't it isn't a good thing about me i'd say maybe i need to be more aware of it but there's hardly any female representations in the film which i don't usually you know i'm, I'm just a man with his head up his ass do you know what i mean i just watch it and get on with it but it's a case of um the female characters were very two-dimensional and it was almost a bit too patriarchal do you know what i mean i did start thinking to myself god this is really almost drowning in alpha maleness type of thing and um there wasn't that kind of gender balance i guess once again we expect they're a good band what's that sorry they were a good band um gender balance yeah absolutely they they could see where things were going they could see where the marketplace was changing where um well let's have a little listen before we carry on to the wild bunch from the wild bunch absolutely sittings that's what we're all thinking two settings so um, no in actual fact it was three <laughs> not two three <laughs> when you say sittings is this is this watching a bit and then literally going off and doing a big shot and coming back or is this watching a bit going out making a sandwich coming back like how big is the space in between the sittings this one was making a sandwich coming back so it was still watched in one day, but um, the, the travelling sisterhood of the 
the trousers i can't remember that one the traveling sisterhood of the denim shorts or whatever it was um that was <laughs> the like traveling sisterhood of the denim trousers I, yeah. I i doubt it's that film um that was which was like a sort of you know a sort of teenagers kind of like um coming of age film yeah uh that was big shops in between six you know it's not, i almost had too much shopping i couldn't fit it in the fridge do you know what i mean so when you when you have your break from watching the wild bunch you go right i'm gonna make a sandwich do you get up and go to the kitchen and you're like oh, right <clears throat> is it feeling like oh i needed that i need to breathe i need to escape from that flipping film no i think it's a case of um i'll get back into it i just need a breather from it um it's best to uh pause it because i'm my, my brain is losing focus but there, there is and you will appreciate it more when you come back to it sharper but there are films it's just like oh god because it's almost like if you're not getting on with the characters and you're not enjoying it and you don't enjoy the tone and the style and you're having to sit there continually watching it. It's like a fever dream. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, you know, I don't like this colour, but it's the only... But you're just, like, sat there in front of that wall and you can't look at anything else. Yeah, so how are you feeling about Westerns in general now? Because when we first started this, I don't know if you'd watched that many. Now it feels like you've watched four or five. How yeah, are you feeling about my it? eyes are a lot more open to it. Sam Peckinpah, I can see why there was a lot of hype around him as a director, because... Um, it's very hyper-violent, quite gritty, and a lot more based in reality, you know, which makes it a lot more like, God, I want, you know, existing in that kind of, like, um, barbarian Wild West landscape, it probably would have been a bit like that. Because John Wayne criticised it and said it, it lost its kind of escapist American values. It was more just like this sort of, like, a nihilistic Western nightmare. So, yeah, he's a really interesting director. I can Dr. Gregor says, uh, thank you for everyone who's watching live this morning. Um, 925 hit. I think that's 92 shit. Uh, Dr. Gregor's Ryan Holder, DDD, Simon Sellers, Jeff Dale. Uh, who else we got in there? Uh, Richard Bayliss, Gemma, Knowing Flame Comics. Um, Dr. Gregor said, is a three sittings movie one sitting per act? Um... It's usually two sittings uh, during the second act. I'm good with the first act. I've got um, aspirations. I've got interests. The third act, um, there's like a finale. And if I hate the film, it's like, well, I've nearly done it now. Homework done. Or, you know, you're getting all the uh, loose um, uh, bits of string tied together. It's usually the second act that, um, that can drag on. Do you know what I mean? That's when it can get um, problematic. It's like The Flash. I would say the second act, it just turned into a video game for me. It's like, I've seen Batman now. Michael Keaton's back. I've seen the Batmobile. It's all a bit CGI. And now it's just over the top, kind of like, um, you know, someone hand me a joystick because I might as well be playing a video game. But you are right that you're talking to a grumpy Jeremy Clarkson, tussing and shaking his head loudly. Well, David, let's see um, what you really thought of The Wild Bunch when you give it a review out of five chalk ices. David Edwards, how many chalk ices out of five are you going to give The Wild Bunch? I would say definitely four out of five. 
It was a nice Wild West palette cleanser. I enjoyed the cinematography. I enjoyed the, um, well, it sounds dark, but I got quite into the brutal violence, the slow-mo, the intensity, you know. So when someone gets shot and hurt, it's like, bloody hell, you know. It's like um, someone might get shot in the leg, but it's it's done in such a gritty, um, sort of slow-mo, realistic, pain-focused mm. manner. You think, God. Why do we like that, David? Why do we like that? It creates a real sense of jeopardy. The sort of, um, the Wild West panto theatrics aren't there. It's just like, God, yeah. If there wasn't a doctor nearby, that's going to have to be amputated. That's pretty nasty. Mm. So, yeah, it definitely gives you, um, it feels, you know, intense animalistic violence, basically. Which is right up your strata. Oh, it certainly is. It's sitting very comfortably in my strata. But it's a case of, um... At the same time, lots of moral questions within that barbarian backdrop. You know, do you still look after your gang or do you still look after number one? You know, is there still any morals in the Wild West? Because if not, there's no form of society. We are just all shooting each other, which created interesting character arcs. So, yeah, it definitely had interesting elements, certainly. David, thank you so much for this week's movie review. Not a problem, sir. Thank you for your eardrums and your time. Edwards made up movie review. Okay, David, so this week's made up movie review. This is where you've got 20 seconds to uh, review a film made up by me. Are you up for that? Absolutely. Let's review away. So I'm just going to get the stopwatch up. And there it is, 20 seconds to improvise a review uh, on a made-up film created by me. Are you ready? Yep. The first film is The Three Tiger Men. The Three Tiger Men was um, highly promoted with big CGI of men, businessmen, turning into tigers. But after the CGI, the three acts were really appalling. Um, the plot twist that um, the men were really the tigers at the beginning was a massive anticlimax when they wake up in a zoo with like ripped business Stop. suits. The second movie is Look Into My Bag, My Dear. Look Into My Bag, My Dear. Um, I think the script will be nominated for an Oscar, but the acting was appalling. When they do look in the bag, their shocked faces were just um, very mock, very kind of unrealistic. You never felt as though you were with real people in a real situation. And the actual type of the film... The third movie is After Punk. After Punk um, was fun it was uh, as it says punky new in your face lots of sort of punk editing but it was image over content there was no character development there how did they become a punk after becoming the punk that's what i wanted to know because i couldn't become emotionally invested without decent characters the fourth movie is tuesday is sad Tuesday is Sad is a classic British social realism piece um, with um, a cast of obvious uh, uh, character actors that have appeared in EastEnders. And it's a case of there's no upbeatness, there's no hope, and we need that in a post-COVID world. It was an element whereby... Stop. And the final movie is The Green Hole. The 
green hole I thought was absolutely fantastic. It was taking sci-fi into a new dimension whereby it makes you understand that um, the special effects were low budget but it was the mystery around the green hole that really grabbed me. I didn't want to see the green hole. I wanted to see characters talking about it and their fear in their face when they Thank looked you, at David. the green hole. Thank you so much for this. You. <laughs> not, not at all. Not at all. David Edwards Wow. David, I've missed out a bit. I think it's movie news or movie news. I'm so sorry, movie news. Absolutely, sir. So, movie news, lots of things happening there that's interesting. One thing is, is um, Christopher Nolan, the director of Oppenheimer, and also the director of other big films like Memento, Inception, the Batman trilogy with Christian Bale, he is having a war at the moment with Tom Cruise, whose Mission Impossible 6 is coming out uh, very, very soon, because they're fighting over IMAX screens, because Chris Nolan has filmed uh, um, Oppenheimer in... um, uh, IMAX using 70 millimeter film and therefore has reserved all the IMAX screens. And Tom Cruise is suddenly realizing that when Oppenheimer comes out a few weeks Let's get after, that Let's get I know, I know, I know, I apologize. <laughs> what a disaster. Let's okay. get that right. Oppenheimer? Oppenheimer. Okay, think of a U instead of an O. Oppenheimer. Um, basically, um, Cruise will have the IMAX for like two weeks. Not even that, I think it's like a week. And then Nolan's um, Oppenheimer will come out and then it will just dominate all the IMAX screens. When's it coming out, David? Uh, Oppenheimer comes out on the 21st of July and Tom Cruise's comes out the week beforehand. So it's only going to have an I- a week of IMAX. And apparently Tom Cruise has personally been ringing Warner Brothers Studios and IMAX. Usually this would be done with an agent or a producer, but he's been Wouldn't doing it himself. Would you like to have the power to ring, to ring Warner Brothers and say, this is David Edwards here, please can I speak to whoever? A- absolutely, straight to it, straight to the red bat phone. Hidden, yeah. you know, under a statue somewhere in the Warner brother's executive suite and they're just like um no tom sorry it's a crowded summer block and apparently tom cruise is very much taking the tact that last year i saved cinema with maverick and i could save cinema again and the other thing is he's what's his sorry what's his new movie the the uh, mission impossible mission impossible yeah mission impossible six and part one uh deadly reckoning which isn't called that once again i've got the name wrong but it's something Mm -hmm. reckoning and i'm gonna have to get these titles right i can just see podcast listeners just fading away into the distance because i can't get the right actually because the audience is growing Oh, thank God, thank God. So I've got to keep him here by learning my um, my titles. But um, he did like a personal uh, viewing for the IMAX uh, executive saying, this is what you're going to miss out on. And they were very impressed. But they said that we have signed a deal with Nolan. And a lot of the uh, film press are saying, well, Tom, maybe you should have looked at your calendar and booked those IMAX screens, you know, a bit beforehand. This is juicy movie news. It is, massively. In a big, big way. So, Are you looking um, forward to Oppenheimer? Um, I am looking forward to Oppenheimer. And also, I've made a mistake. Oppenheimer is not uh, produced by um, Warner Brothers. It is produced by Universal. Because Nolan left Warner Brothers la- two years ago because they... Um, 
about his film um what's the one where everyone goes back in time oh my god tenant they they put tenant in the cinema and then released it on video streaming too early for chris nolan so he's left warner brothers uh, so he's now a universal so i apologize and warner brothers are now bringing out barbie the same day as oppenheimer to actually compete with chris nolan as almost a vendetta because throughout the summer everyone has given everyone a week so you just have that week like flash has got its week everyone is almost like just stood away from each film to at least give them an opening weekend but because nolan has left warner brothers warner brothers is like right okay let's compete with you and they've actually released barbie the same weekend of oppenheimer so there's a lot of controversy around nolan at the moment a lot of it's jealousy because he is the auteur of the time oh very much so yeah definitely be good to get him on the pod oh it'd be wonderful to have him sat here if you've got one question what would be the question you'd ask him? He's like, I've got, sorry, I've got a minute, guys. David, what's your question? God, I've got where a minute, would I begin? I've just told you I've got, I've got a minute, guys. What is it like when you're on set and, and you lose confidence in yourself? Or have you ever been in the edit suite and you think, I've made some, some terrible creative decisions? Is I, that what you'd ask <laughs> No, I think I could probably come up with something better, but I mean, I panic at the no, time. Something. No, no, I mean, I like that. He'd probably go, uh, I don't know. Uh, <sighs> I have heard people who have worked with him in the special effects Ooh. department, and yeah. um, he can get quite annoyed, and he doesn't. Um, he doesn't really sit with the boys type of thing. He sits away on his own, eating pizza from a high platform, looking down on them, and then every now and then comes down and makes very kind of. Um, I didn't ask for this. Oh, for goodness sake. There's a lot of that that takes place. Alistair Satchel, welcome, Alistair. He welcome. says, I'm Team Barbie. It looks amazing. Love Nolan's work, but there's never any laughs in it. Barbie does sound incredibly interesting because I mean, it's Greta Gerwig and it's Noah Baumbach, who usually do very indie, quirky cinema. So it's them kind of hopefully bringing their kind of Sundance Film Festival indie spirit into a mainstream tentpole movie. Hopefully it's going to have that Lord and Miller Legoland, not Legoland, Lego movie vibe, where it's kind of got that meta self-aware tongue-in-cheekness. Well, David, thank you so much for this week's movie news. Thank you, sir. Oh, Chatty, one. No, I'll leave that for another time. That's um, that's fine. David Edwards' slightly longer made-up movie review. Uh, David, so this week's slightly longer made-up movie review is where you review one movie for two minutes, and we get to ask you questions about it. So, David, please, could you review the movie Gary and Sandra Have Gone? So is this... So, sorry, I'm thinking... So I've got to review a film... Isn't this what I just did earlier, or is this different to that? This is, this is more in-depth. Oh, right, I've got to review yeah. a film. Right, There's okay. no tight. yeah. Right, so absolutely. Could you review Gary and Sandra Have Gone, the made-up movie Gary and Sandra Have Gone? Absolutely. Gary and, and Sandra um, has, has gone, is basically... Have gone. Have gone quite right is a where did uh, you watch this i watched this at cine world with ryan um and it's 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 gonna you know it's supposed to be a big cgi they call it a four quadrant film whereby ultimately it's going to entertain all ages and all genders man woman beast uh, 
Gary is gone is an element whereby Gary Gary and Sandra have gone absolutely no 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 you're quite right Sandra's important to the actual thing Scarlett O'Hanson plays um, Sandra and Gary is played by um, Ryan Gosling no no they're made up actors everything's made up made up actors not a problem so Um, who plays Sandra Sandra is played by uh, Bethany Habit and uh, Gary is played by Simon Neal and you know they knew they're very big in theatre. So if you're a big theatre fan and you go to the national regularly, you would know about um, both of those particular people, particularly um, Simon Simon Neal. And what, uh, was it, what was the last movie Simon Neal was in? Simon Neal has never appeared in a film, but he did do a, a wide range of Nike commercials. And what about uh, Bethany Habit? What was the big blockbuster she was in last summer? Bethany Habit has been in is hasn't appeared in like blockbusters. No, she has. She was oh, one last summer. Sorry, I apologise. Yeah, you know the one. Absolutely, she was basically in um, the Batman. And no, she, no, the mate's got to be made. Oh, a made up one. It was called uh, Loop Loop, and it was a um, futuristic Grand Prix film based on a video game, whereby it's very futuristic in the sense that um, obviously you do loop the loops. It was quite lazy the title. <laughs> But people understood it and people flocked to watch it because they were watching CGI loop the loops, cars loop the loops. What's Gary and Sandra have gone about, just very quickly? Basically, it's the idea that they um, have an allotment. In this allotment, there is a, a door to a shed. Inside the door, so you've got a door into a shed, but then there's another door whereby it takes you to an upside down universe. Whereby everything is literally upside down, so very intense CGI. So gravity—the only thing that's changed—is gravity. So your mum is there, your dad's there, your dog's there. There's another version of you there, but gravity is just upside down. It's as simple as that. So you've got lots of comedy moments, like you know, people are opening their mouths and Coca-Cola goes straight into their mouths. Uh, you've got to you've got to urinate upside down, and. Um, uh, Anadin's very important because people have headaches. Do you know what I mean? It's just like um, right. things like that. So, um, and there's a romance element as well because when they're upside down, they see the world from a different perspective and they start falling in love with other people type right. of thing. Who's the young, the young actor in it who's sort of up and coming? Um, Tim Smith is basically the young actor and um, he basically was in um, Hollyoaks, uh, no, it's got to be made up. Oh, God, I keep doing that. I apologise. He was ba- he appeared in the teen soap opera Trouble with an exclamation mark at the end. And he was like the gang leader in Trouble type of thing. So this is a big, big hit, the idea that he's made that leap from Trouble to um, Gary and Sandra. Where have they gone? <laughs> have gone. Have gone type of thing to an upside down world to an upside down world and he's their in son the shed. in the shed so you know it's simple as that so you've got things so, like um they're walking on clouds a lot of the time and the sky is grass and <laughs> instead of seeing car um, planes in the distance you see lawnmowers and things like that so on imax in 3d it's a real experience it's quite trippy <laughs> well so how many chocolates out of five are you are you going to give Gary and Sandra of God? I would say um, four out of five. Because-
because it's obvious at the ending there wasn't a real sense of closure because they don't get home and they're just planning a sequel it's as simple right. as that and sometimes I thought to myself this is just an average drama but the script writers just suddenly thought I'm just going to take an average drama but then just make everyone do handstands yeah and I just thought thank you David you know, for this week's made up movie review no thank you depth. thank you for your time thank you David Edwards Movie Tube. So, David, this week's Movie Tube, um, what is it exactly that you sent me on WhatsApp this week? It's a video of um, Tom Cruise. Could you explain what it is? It's basically a, um, a short video. Tom Cruise has done a whole series of little mini videos for viral marketing to promote the making of stunts for Mission Impossible 6. This, this particular one um, is a stunt he's done because there's going to be a biplane sequence in Mission Impossible 6, but it's also a um, direct-to-camera address to all the executive producers that appeared at CinemaCon in Las Vegas. So it's a bit of viral marketing for Mission Impossible 6, but also it's a... Um, an address to the executives who were um, uh, present at CinemaCon. And it's also, it's almost like a thank you to his fans who'd later see the video on YouTube for coming back to the cinema for Maverick. And I'm planning to return for Mission Impossible 6 and look at me doing this stunt on a biplane. Okay. And you're going to get more of this come the summer. Okay. Let's have a look. So it's a Here PR stunt, basically. Let's have a look. Here we go. I guess we'll leave a YouTube link for people, will we, so they can see it at home. First, my first thing is, this bloke's mad, isn't he? Oh, yeah, God. People this are worried about um, he's not safe anymore, that he might actually hurt himself. Right. A lot okay. of people have mentioned that, that, you know, he might end up killing himself because he's just looking for the next dopamine high. He's got the money, he's got the women. Now he's just looking at extreme sports. This is... What? He's just sat outside of the cockpit of a plane. And then behind him, the director appears in another biplane, Chris, yeah. McQu- Miss Chris McQuarrie. And he always appears like a Simpson character. Is he actually counter. strapped in there? Yes, he is, 100%. God, yeah, he must be. He doesn't look like it. No, it doesn't. He may not be strapped in there. I think he's got a he parachute. Oh, oh yeah, he's gone upside down. Yes, it... He's got a parachute, but I don't think he's strapped in. I mean, that is just nuts. And he's done a whole series of those. And um, the last video he released was um, how he learned how to drive through the streets of Paris whilst handcuffed to a lady actress, which isn't an easy thing to do, apparently, especially when you're, you're driving with a stick, you're having to change gears. Wow. I, do you know what? I love movie tube. I never know what you're going to send me. But I mean, that's quite a shocker, isn't it? Especially with the director. Yeah, it is a shocker. I was just imagining being him and why you'd make that decision. And God, 
Well, apparently it's always looking for that next high all the time. Yeah. I mean, one thing yeah. with Tom Cruise is I do miss it the 80s and 90s when he did more character-based films. But mm. I guess cinema's all about spectacle. And if you want to stay on the cinema, cinematic screen, you've got to have that event vibe. Mm. You know, those character pieces are HBO prestige dramas like Succession, aren't they, and uh, The Last of Us now? Thank you, David, for this week's Movie Tube. Thank you, sir. Thank you for your time. David Edwards, Random Movie Generator. Okay, David. So this week, it's this week's random movie generator. Wonderful. Uh, Mandy is chugging away. I am desperate for you to get a film that you can't wait to get your teeth oh, into. Oh, that'd be one. That would be an absolute dream come true. Because obviously, if you get one that's awful, then obviously it's slightly delicious for on this side. Cause you go, God, David's got this could be at least you at least you're watching a one star when you get a two or three star it's like oh that's proper homework things i guess you never know what homework's going to be because a lot of the time i'm quite negative with westerns but i mean i've never come away from any of those westerns you know unhappy why is that um, I guess I've I've linked westerns to, to boring afternoons with your dad yeah. watching John Wayne stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, and let's Sam try and get you. Is not I John want Wayne. you to get a good ma- David, movie, sorry. David. I'm sorry. I want you to get a good movie, David. I'm sorry. Yes. Yes. I hope you mean that, and you're not saying that I in a toxic do. way, like a sarcastic no. manner, because that no. beeping sounds very sarcastic to no. me. But I will take that. I apologise if I've been negative, and if that is true, I do Mandy, mean that. Thank you. I do mean that. From a that. man to a machine, thank you. I do. She says I do mean that. Yeah, I well, do. I, I believe you. Thank you very much. Thank you. I don't think AI has evolved to the extent that it can lie. I yet. am sorry so if I've upset you Did over the last few months. I heard a, 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 a yes. whistle and a beat. She, no, she just said I'm sorry if I've upset you over the last few months. Genuinely. Well, that's very, you know, you've got big robotic metallic shoulders there to actually say that. And I apologise if I've been toxic to you. And I've woken you up at times knocking on your warehouse door. I didn't mean that's not an innuendo, by the way. I mean, literally just knocking on the door. I didn't mean that in an inappropriate manner. What did you mean? Just knocking on a door and just shouting, not shouting, but just whispering for a letterbox, are you okay? Are you there? Right. Let's pick a uh, random... Let's pick a movie randomly for you to watch next week. A review next week. Please, let's get a good one. Please. Definitely. Come on, everyone. Everyone in the... Everyone watching live, come on. Come on, let's give David good vibes. Let's get him a good please, movie. Please, please, please. Positive go. vibes, positive vibes. Come on. Here we go. Right. So, let's pick the genre... Let's pick the genre of the first movie that you might be reviewing next week. Take your time. Stop. Animation. Okay, that sounds good. Now let's choose the decade. Stop. 2020s. That sounds good to me. Mandy, will you please generate 
four animated movies from the 90s, from the 2020s. Mandy has done that. And there are four here. She's spinning them in her belly, and you need to tell her when to stop. Stop. Phineas and Ferb, the movie Candace Against the Universe. Never heard of that one. What are the other three? Candace. Candice. Candace. Against the can Candice against the universe. Uh, the other ones were the Adams family, right? Scoob and the Witcher. The Witcher. What's that one? Is that from the game? So I don't think they did an animated film with that. Did they? They could have. Maybe you'll have to tell me how to um, uh, spell that because I, I wouldn't even know how to spell that as a kind of. Um, how, I will do. Yeah, absolutely. If it comes up, Let, let's right. choose the second because let's go for it. We won't get that. We want to. We want you to get a uh, a chuck a doobie. Yeah. Okay. Let's There's no choose Pixar the... classics there, is there? No. 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 Let's choose the genre of the second movie. Okay. Take your time. Stop. Science fiction. Love it. Absolutely love it. Okay. Now let's choose the genre, the uh, decade. Stop. 1980s. Oh my God! This Whoa, could be sexy. David. This could be. This could be something interesting. Mandy, please generate four science fiction movies from the 1980s. Mandy has. And now it's down to you to tell her when to stop spinning these movies in her belly. Take your time. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh, my God. That's not a science fiction film, is it? So I'm a bit, being a bit negative there, but... Flippity skip. No, I think um, a well-known comedian is in it. Who's the one who's really good at improvisation? Really clever at Noel something. Not Noel Fielding. Um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I think so. I could be wrong. There's a, there's okay. a British comedian in it. Um, but it sounds pretty horrific. Th those two are... This is quite a low okay. generation time at the moment. Here we go. Generating. Let's choose the third genre of the movie that you might be reviewing next week. Here we go, David. Let's do this. Take your time. Stop. Western. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Goodness me. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm going to become a specialist in this area. <laughs> now let's choose the decade. Take your time. Oh, shit, sorry. Take your time. Stop. 2020s. Okay, now that's good. Okay, now we generate. Mandy, please generate four Westerns from the 2020s. Okay, we got them. She's got them here. She's spinning them around in her belly. Please, David, tell Mandy when to stop. Stop. The Power of the Dog. Oh, the Jane Campion film that got nominated for an Oscar. Okay, that'd be interesting. 
Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, I've been. I've never seen that. So that would be interesting with Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, that would be interesting. What were the other three sci-fi films? Sci-fi. Oh, they've gone. Um, the other three sci-fi. Oh, Weird Science. Right. I love that. Yeah, I do. John Hughes. Yeah. They live. Oh, John Carpenter. I would like to watch that. And Tron. Oh, I'd like to watch that again, the original. Well, you got killer clowns from outer space. Jeez Louise. And what were the westerns from the two, 20s? Uh, um, Tom and Jerry Cowboy Up. Oh, my Lord. What? Tom and Jerry the Cat and Mouse? Mm. Blimey. First Cow. I've seen some of that, First Cow. Yes, that's like a, a low-budget yeah. indie film, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And Let Him Go. Oh, I've never heard... Let him go, Costner. I've never heard of that. Kevin Costner, yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, so... But, David, the three movies I've given an A, B, and a C to, uh, or have I, and I've switched them around, or have I, are Phineas and Ferb, Candice Against the Universe, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, or The Power of the Dog. I've switched them around, or have I? So, are you going to choose to review next week A, B, or C? A. Phineas and Ferb. Oh, my God. How do you spell that? So, it's Phineas and Ferb. So it's um so how you spell that? I've never even heard so F I N N I and then and P H I N E A S. I think this could be one of the worst. P H I N E A S. D A S. Honestly. So Phineas and then how you spell Ferb? Oh, here it is. F. Oh my God! Honestly, this looks like hell. This looks like hell. This looks like hell. Oh, the reviews are half decent. God, how is that possible? Shouldn't look at reviews. Shouldn't look at reviews. Well, I'm not There's looking no at anyone. In I'm it. just making a, a note of the Richard name. Richard O'Brien's in it. Oh, right. I don't remember it coming out in the cinema or anything like that. Goodness, well, there we go. That is my um, entertainment organised. That is Alistair my mission. Satchel says, my son loves Phineas and Ferb. Okay, so, you know, there could be potential there. What can you do? All you can do is just... Um, you never know. You never know. You might, you might be pleasantly surprised. Let's just hope I can find it. Um, I'm sure I will do. Yep, so let, let's go with that, sir. So I've got it. I've written it down. And um, yeah, let's give sure. it a go. Uh, I, I, absolutely. Let, just in case you haven't, there's the title. I say he's, I'll put it on your WhatsApp. Oh, thank David. you. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. I will give it a go. My head is open. My heart is open. Um, I will not look at any reviews. My eyes will be those of a virgin.
Absolutely. I'll go in there with uh, pure gusto. Richard O'Brien, I mean, you know, he doesn't get involved with rubbish, does he? Mr. Crystal May's Rocky Horror. Doesn't he? Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think he does. On the whole, he's pretty well behaved. <laughs> well, we'll see. David, thank you so much for this week's movie, uh, Random Movie Generator. Thank you. Thanks for your time. Thanks for your cinematic chitter-chatter as always. It's an absolute hey. pleasure. Are you up for answering some uh, Patreon quizzes? Definitely. Up for some uh, uh, Q&A. Thank you, everyone, for um, um, leaving some comments uh, wherever you uh, listen to your uh, podcasts. Someone told me uh, this week, uh, Bowler Morg said, I'm not quite sure where to leave comments. So if you listen on Apple, go to iTunes. And there's a little place under the uh, our podcast where you can leave your comments and they leave nice reviews. And that pushed us into the top 50 of the TV and movie pods, didn't it, this week, David? Oh, uh, massively. So, I mean, and we were, ahead of, that, we were ahead of Kermode, weren't we? If you can believe it, that is a cinematic crime, but it's one we're happy to do. It is crime. It is, it it is, is crime. an absolute crime. But yeah, the reviews make a massive difference, so if people can do that, hugely, massively appreciated. Thank you, David, and thank you, everyone, for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Looking forward to it. Hopefully see you all then, people. 